There's an infinite number of universes out there. In many of them, there is a podcast by us. In one of them, it's good. Please enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Krillin Chat podcast with Zeb. Um, again, this week, we're just going to go over the same stuff. Um, so, as you can see here, we Hello. have a, a- Hey. Oh, hey. hey. What are you doing in here? Uh, nothing. Nothing. It's like, it's a- How are you? It's a- How are you? I thought- Hang on, wait. I thought you were- No. Were you eating pies? Actually, though, what the fuck? It's a Sunday. What are you doing in here? I'm- I just came in here to pick up some, like, some stuff that I left in the studio. Oh, you know, you just, just, I'm just, you know, what's that over there? I thought- What? Oh, it's the intro music. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Real But Yeah podcast. I'm Eamon. And I'm Zeb. This is going to be a normal episode this time for once. Um, we haven't been here in a while. I did actually just come into the studio to like, clean up some things. I didn't think we were recording today. Apparently Zeb's been doing some weird Krillin shit about Dragon Ball Z and I don't know, just some nerd statistics and stuff like that. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's all it, in the trash. Good. I made him throw it all in the trash now. So don't worry about that. It's done in the trash. It's on Twitter if you would like to see the full spreadsheet that I- I have made it more ergonomic and readable by people. Mine actually has a- my personal one has a lot more detail in it, but <laughs> I made it readable. If you- if you want to- if you want to know how many Krillins there are in your average human, go to our Twitter and check out last week's episode. Yeah. No, don't do that, actually. Don't go and read Zeb's bullshit. If you do want to read something, though, you'll probably like what today is, which is Book Lovers Day. Just driving that segue right through the brick wall there. We did that perfectly. Is, is it- is it- is it- what is, what's an Excel sheet, but just a really good book? <laughs> no. <laughs> just a more efficient book. It's all tabulated and organized. Yeah. Can you imagine, though- a book um, that's a choose-your-own-adventure that you read from a spreadsheet where you go down to move forwards and you go right. Ooh, like a roguelike video game, essentially. <laughs> My roguelike Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> like it's a maze. Ooh, that sounds makeable. That sounds <laughs> awful. That sounds awful. Um, it's 9th of August um, every year. Every year on 9th of August, it's Book Lovers Day. A lot of people like books, apparently. Let me just read um, a little bit of this spiel, because it'll really get you in the mood for some books. From the scent of a rare first edition book found in an old-time book collection to a crisp, fresh book at the local supermarket. Questionable. I've never bought a book at my supermarket. They do sell them. They're like, they're like little... They tend to be those little romance, like, trash books. <laughs> and it's just, like, sexy cowboy man, how he lassoed my heart. <laughs> and then, like, pirate captain, uh, how he- uh, what, are, what are pirates doing? What's the- Lassoed my heart. Yeah. <laughs> the very sight of a book can bring back memories. Reading as a child, enjoying the short stories, the long books, and the ability to lose yourself in a story so powerful that at the end, you're asking yourself where to get the next book in the series. Where do I get another book? Where can I go to find it? I'd, if only I, there were more books. If only there was somewhere to get a book. This is for the reader in all of us, the celebration of Book Lovers Day. The books are pretty good, honestly. Yeah, I mean, whoever thought like, hey- what if we 
someone who wrote a sentence went, what if we do a lot of these and then tie it up in a pile? Bro, bro, bro. What if like the story you're telling me could be in like a rectangle and I could hold it in my hands and then I could, we could like share them and like, we could just like take them around the world, like stories, but they're in like a, they're like a physical thing. Nah, kill this heretic. (laughs) (laughs) Cue a thousand years later, someone reinvents it. How come books are rectangles? (laughs) That's my question. Like, I mean, yeah, it is a convenient shape, I guess. I mean, you could, the circle would, wouldn't really make sense, but why not a triangle? Why would that make sense? Triangle. I mean, you can still open it at the spine fairly effectively. And I mean, if anything, it sort of would. Have a you wouldn't with a rectangle, you don't know where to grab to turn the page. Like you could turn the page anywhere along that edge, but with a triangle, there's only one point that's the turning point, that's where you turn it from. Hmm. Each page has to like skewer down towards that little pointy bit. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great for like dramatic effect as like the words start to run out and then like the last yeah. word is like Ooh, like some page they could the pages could vary in page shape and that could represent like oh like another tool for like tension and like feeling feeling the ex- feeling like the character and he walked down the hallway and it squiggled off in the- <laughs> alternatively we do, we just get regular books and we finally um start applying some knowledge that we've learned recently in the last few years which we just start doing bezel-less books where the words go all the way all the way to the edge what? Like the the latest smartphone trend is we all want to have that screen that takes up the entire face of the phone. We don't any, want any black edges. So books, we get those, get rid of those borders. More words on every page, all the way to the edge, like to the absolute edge, the like the edge. like the pixel. The last pixel is on like the very edge of the paper. Yeah, that would be a printing disaster. Why is that? <laughs> because like. At the moment, they have a bit of give. Like, the printing can be a bit different. <laughs> and, like, they don't have to worry about, like, losing books. But with this, I guarantee about 10 to 20% of books would just be, like, mis- en- mis-ended sentences and stuff like that. But, I mean, we are in a better age. Like, maybe it'll be, instead of ink, be more like they have a square and they shoot down the- Never mind. Like, in my, it's in my head, I can explain that better, but I can't do it with auditory <laughs> information. No, I think what we do is we make the books big, like the regular size, and we just slice off the edges. Just shrink them down. Like we do with smartphones. Ah. Uh, yeah, just like with- But that's still, like, there's a machine doing it, so it still could have the chance of, like- Have you ever, like, quartered some paper and tried to chop it up after you've written the notes? It always ruins- Something in there. Something in that stack of folded up paper. Do you want some history on this day, though? Nah. Okay. Well, you tell me an interesting fact. All right. All right. So, I'll tell you a little bit about the history of this day. So, while the day's origins may be shrouded in mystery and rumor, (laughs) the books themselves are not. This is all from the top of your head, isn't it? Yeah. Starting from the carving on stone tablets, the book was designed to make portal writing drawings. And I'm required to say this is from daysoftheyear.com, I guess. Otherwise, this is plagiarism. I'm quoting. This is a quote. I mean, what they're roughly saying is we started off with, you know, rocks and we wrote on the rocks. We drew some pigeons on it and went, mm, pigeon. And then, like, that's the first story would have been, like, I guess, you know, clay tablets with the Egyptians and people doing the things. And they went, whoa, this story is so, so deep. And then they got a heap of them and stacked them up and put a little spine on them. And they went, so I complain about having a heavy book now, but imagine having to carry around 12 stone tablets that you have to read. Yeah. 
you can only take the the chapter for the, the chapter for that day with you on any given day in your in your uh, I don't know satchel. Whatever you did back in the day. I assume like ancient Egyptians walking around to the stores, they took their clay tablet with their book. So they go and sit and under a, uh, a tree uh, and then read, read their tablet on a nice day with a drink. Is that some kind of deep reference to our previous episode? It is now. Just the, the, these Egyptians, we just need to get back to simplicity. Maybe that's what we could do now. That's how we can get back to simplicity. Let's start. Let's reinvigorate the stone tablet. I mean, I mean, I guess that's literally almost what a Kindle is, but better. But what if? Ah, uh, yes, the book of the future. The book of the future. It's funny how the further you get into the future, the more things resemble the past, but just better. Like this is what they originally envisioned. The guy who invented the book went. I hate that you have to f- t- turn it. I just wanted one thing that said all of it. And then he died. But after a hundred years of thinking that thought, and then he died. But look at us now. He'd be like, "Hell yeah, Kindles! Look at this library ruining my. The, the, that's not what I wanted at all. So inefficient. Burn them down. Anyway, <laughs> have you been reading any good books? Well, I did have to prep a book. To talk about for this because it is Book Lovers Day. And while I do love books, I don't read many. There is one in particular that I'm enjoying at the moment, which is a graphic novel. It's a story set in the realm of fantasy and adventure. Ooh. It's the Adventure Zone. It's the first graphic novel oh. uh, actually to ever become number one in the New York Times trade fiction list recently. Whoa. <laughs> it just it just came out of pre-order. Yeah, no, they've done really well. Mm. I'm only a few chapters in. Are you reading it as a physical book or are you reading it as a PDF? It's a physical book, yeah. It's a little chunky 256-page oh, wow. graphic novel. That's a big boy. It's a large boy. It's very good. Um, and Is that the whole Adventure Zone? No, not at all. Okay. How many of the Adventure Zone is it? There's about- there will be- Probably maybe six or seven more of these, I think. Does it include their asides? Like, it has the in-story stuff, but then it steps out. Like, it has the normal frames of within the story, but then outside of the frames, it's got them going. What about this? (laughs) Talking about, like, the meta stuff, but included within the comic, but outside of the frames? That's something that I really like about it, which is um, I'm pretty much halfway through listening to the whole of The Adventure Zone again as the podcast, but the comic artist, um, Carrie Peach did the adaptation to comic and everyone sort of worked on getting the script um, into comic form and sort of balancing, (laughs) balancing, the story is called balance, balancing (laughs) the meta moments and the in jokes and the random stuff like that with the story. Mm. And I think they've done a really good job of it. Like they'll, they'll still have like sort of meta jokes coming from the characters, but then also they have Griffin saying things. He pops up as the actual, um, DM in the frames of the comic. Oh, that's cool. It's like Harmon Quest, but like I love, I love that. I love that as a thing in animated and visualized D and D stories and stuff like that. It works really well. I don't know why I find it so charming, but it is. But yeah, if if you don't know what the Adventure Zone is, it's like a fantasy adventure story that was created from these brothers and their dad playing D and D, and it just turned into this giant, long, amazing story. And um. It's one that I think, like, if you follow it through to the end, you'll never stop, like, re-listening to it, ever, because it just you just keep going around. And I think they're most likely going to do all the all the arcs as comics now. Well, considering they did so well, like, how could they not? Like, that's, that's great. It's good that it did so well. Mm. For something relatively indie, I guess? Yeah. No, it is, I don't know how big it is fairly indie. Mm. Like, um, the McElroy cool. brothers 
have been slowly like rising in so word? fame fame <laughs> maybe R- rising in popularity prominence i have such a like edge edge wise view of all because like i've listened to very like a little bit of adventure zone and a little bit of mabim bam but um then occasionally i'll be on youtube and then like i see their animatics or something like that and then i'll see uh monster factory which is another one of their things that's all great they generate a lot of content but yeah this book so you can just sort of get it i imagine off of amazon maybe how'd you get it did you buy it in a physical bookstore or is it online or? Uh, so it was a pre-order and then it also came to Amazon eventually. Um, so mine just came through the mail. But now it's all now it's in a bunch of bookstores and they're all sold out. And <laughs> there's all waiting lists for people trying to get it. <laughs> but yeah, no, they've just been rising in popularity, I think, um, with everything they've been doing, um, the McElroy brothers. And it's, uh, it's just really good. It's a great story. and I love it. How old is the Adventure Zone? Uh, the Adventure Zone is four years old. It actually turns four to the day um, on August 18th. Nice. And yeah, that's that's pretty much all I can really say about that. Um, if you've never heard of the Adventure Zone, I'd recommend going on YouTube, looking up the Adventure Zone animated and find just some amazing fan art videos of some of the funniest moments. But also like that doesn't really touch on the heartfelt sort of things and the weight of a lot of the stuff that happens in it. And it's really hard to sort of share that without having someone listen to the entire thing because it's like so built up in like uh, the story and like spoilers and things like that. So definitely check it out. Hop on a hop on a pod catcher and catch that pod, The Adventure Zone. Yeah, this little small podcast called The Adventure Zone. I think it's by Clint. McElroy? One of those McElroys. I got confused the other day. I heard that movie... Um, listen, I was listening to something the other day and they were talking about Split and how it has um, James McAvoy in it. Mm. And like I misheard it as McElroy. I went, they're in, they're in movies? They're actors? Well, they are going to be in Trolls too. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> well that's, their, that's their project, which is called The McElroy Brothers Will Be in Trolls 2. Oh, that's what they're trying to do. No, they will be. Are like confirmed? Well, all I know is that the McElroy brothers will be in Trolls too. That's all. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, in voice acting, you'd think it would make sense that popular podcast people would eventually their voices would become very marketable hmm. and make it into movies and stuff like that. Like, I mean, Mark Hamill, his second career was just voicing super vill- like villains in movies, which I think is quite funny. Yeah, I mean, he didn't do anything. Like, that anyone would be aware of anyway. Not that he was famous for being a podcaster. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why that was an... I just, I, just think that's, I just think that's interesting. I don't know. I love Mark Hamill's podcast, Luke vs. the thousands of angry fans who are shitty about women. Well, that, no, that way, that's his Twitter, actually. Oh, good old, good old Twitter. Full of all the happiest people. Anyway, have you been reading anything? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I read um, the contents of a drink... Earlier, um, it was, as usual, had lots of sugar. They always do. Even water. Nothing particularly I'd recommend, though. <laughs> what was the drink? Water and sugar? Yeah. <laughs> Are you the cockroach man from Men in Black? Sugar, sugar water. Sugar in water. Some delicious sugar water. That's what, that's the brand. It says delicious sugar water on it. And I was like, okay, look, let's go f- Let's go find you something good to read in the ad zone. I was like, um, delicious sugar. I don't believe... This what it says is on the bottle is what it's actually inside. I gotta check the details. And of course it was stevia. It was a riff off. It wasn't real sugar. This is useless information. Let's go to the ad zone. <laughs> 
Are you a medieval noble? I am! Do you- are you feeling out of touch with your friends and loved ones? Not anymore! Not with the pocket scroll? Mmm, I like this pictograph of this dog. Je- <laughs> Could could that we need to explain the pocket scroll before Jabembo? Oh, what's a good medieval name? Jabembo, <laughs> like for a person? Yes, <laughs> or just a word like Jabembo? <laughs> no, a person. <laughs> Fallen? No. Falador? Yeah, that's fel- let's just use let's just use RuneScape net words. Falador, send word to my uncle that I liked this picture. Uh, we need to explain the pocket scroll first. <laughs> what it is? Do you need a place to voice your opinion? Just write your message in the bottom and pass it along to your friend. Varrock, take this to my niece. Show her this drawing of a this this non-animated sequential <laughs> picture. Of Beyonce to <laughs> reacting to this local news. Reconnect with your friends. Ah, Dugney, where is my friends list? Show it to me. My my son is still not on this. <laughs> Go get his signature. Go get him to add his name to my list. Add my son to this list. And when you're ready, add it to the public ledger for everyone to read. Pocket Scrolls, the latest in knowledge technology. All right, we're back. Um, but yeah, like, I haven't been, like, actively reading any books lately, but I have been listening to some. Like, I mean, like, I always listen to something off Auda- or, like, Audible. I was going to say Audacity, then. <laughs> off Audible. Um, and, like, I've got so many books in here, but I've read, like, a third of each. And I go, ah, and then it's the end of the month, and then I get another book, and I go, ooh. Like, I've got so many that I haven't even like, listened to any, like, Gerald's Game by Stephen King. The only things I've really finished are, like, short story-based things where I can listen to- where I can treat it more like a podcast. I listen to- I've listened to those. So, like, autobiographies by comedians, like, Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman, stuff like that. Okay. I think it's time to reintroduce a segment that we- one of our classic bits, and just sort of bring it back. Bring out- bring back the conversation to the public domain- has there has been a, there's been developments? Has there been developments? I think there has been. Okay, so <laughs> I think in like a first few episodes we did of this show, we argued a lot about whether you can read an audiobook. It's something that haunts the mind of any anyone who's ever talked to me. Yes, anyone who's ever listened to this book has at some point had to argue about this because you've you've listened to a book and you've went to someone, you've listened to something spicy and you want to communicate it to someone and you go, I read this, I. I read a book, and you have to make that decision early into like, and then stick with it. Yeah. Um, my approach has just been each time start this discussion. Each time I mention that I've listened to slash read a book that I got off Audible. Yeah, an audiobook in particular. Yeah. Um, this this came up in my mind the first time it came up because I just read World War Z while driving for like eight hours. I mean, you listened to it. I read it while I was driving. <laughs> I was I was listening to some amazing voice actors read me the book. By and through their voices, I did read that book. Yeah, and 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 someone and, you, and it led to an argument about it or something. It. I think it just led to me thinking about it. To be honest, probably. <laughs> I think like last like well, 
I think my conclusion still is that you can very rightfully say, like, I reckon it's still read. You read the book. It is. It is reading, but. It depends who you're talking to. To simplify it, it's easier to just say, I experienced the book. I experienced the good book the other day. Because <laughs> then you can use that for any type of, whether you're reading it or listening to it. And it just works. Yeah, but you, no, but you can't though. You can't say you did it that. I experienced the good graphic novel. <laughs> I would say I experienced the Adventure Zone. <laughs> So I guess experience requires you to have like really enjoyed it. I guess you can't just th- yeah yeah really been enjoyed or affected by it. Yeah, you don't experience the contents of a pasta packet, do you? Well, do you if you enjoy the pasta afterwards? <laughs> is that like reading about a place and then going to it? Is that what it's like to read the ingredients of a pasta packet and then eat it? Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of like traveling, <laughs> like a brochure, <laughs> like. Hmm. Although I guess in that case you would have the pasta packet and be like, not today, but one day. You put it back in the cupboard <laughs> or back on the shelf at the supermarket. But yeah, so what are your concerns with it? Well, I don't have any concerns. I just, well, I am always concerned because I, I haven't read one in a long time. I haven't had an audiobook in a while, um, so it hasn't come up. But just everyone understands like the... The, like the anxiety of being like, I read this book. And then, wait a second, they're going to think that I actually read the book. <laughs> well, everyone who's listened to, listened to a reading of a book, everyone who's read a book via their ears. Man, I wonder how long before we're using other senses to read books. Like, when are we getting like tactile? Like, we've got audio books. We've got vision books. When when in smell books? Hmm. A good old a smell book. No thanks. I don't want to. I don't want to smell a book though. Although books do smell nice, but I don't want to smell a whole story. It sounds like a bit a bit harrowing, especially if it's a horror. Hmm. I don't know. It's probably going to smell gross. But like a like a like a, a. I was going to say like a touch book, but I guess that's braille. Yeah, that's closer to braille, but more like I don't know. Movies are a visionary, like a vision sort of experience that's very different to reading something because mm. um, it's kind of a sensory thing. The way that they shoot things, the way that lights shine, lights on things to attract your attention and things like that. You could do something like that with your senses. Yeah. It's just, it just has to be better than Shrek 5D. Well, I mean, give it time and I'm sure we'll be able to record dreams in some form. And we just like, that'll be a career you can have. I'm a dreamer. I literally dream up rad stories to, and then other people transmit them into the heads of other people. Okay. But if you have one of the audible dreams, one of the dreams that audible is starting to release, do you get to say that you dreamt it? Do you say I dreamed a dream? Uh, I had a dream. Well, I mean, like if if let's say we can transfer dreams to people, you can experience one like a movie, and you go and you have that. Do you get to say I had a good dream? Because you <laughs> I, didn't. You it was someone else's. Ooh, I suppose that's like it's the equivalent of saying I wrote a good book. Like I don't think you can say that. I think there has to be a different type of wording, which I think might be like I. Was party to a dream. <laughs> I saw a dream. I I slept a dream. I oh, I experienced a dream mm, the other day. Maybe. Of, of, problem with dreams would be, though, I feel, like a flaw in this technology of I've right now introduced, which I may have introduced in the past, because this is actually one of my recurring, like- Dreams. Woo! I love the idea of this. The mind's a messy place. And generally, each time you- Like, even just accessing your own memories, each time you access it, they change. 
and they get messed up. Like, uh, they go crazy. So there'd be the original dream guy who or gal who dreamed up the dream and then transmitted the dream out to the public. But each individual dreamer, much like a book, the dream would be a little different. And unlike with a book where people sort of agree to disagree on the little details like that, with a dream, it's a lot more like, oh, no, I definitely saw in my mind's eye that thing. And, like, whole things would be sort of disordered. Because when you're in a dream, you're not always one character. Things get all flippity-dude. Your brain's not quite there. It depends if you have to sleep while you're experiencing a dream. It really depends whether it is a movie from a dream or if it's a video game from a dream, essentially. Like, is it your experience what they went through or is it you're in this space that they were in and you can just, like, run to the edge and bump into the side of the map? And go, like, hand a banana to an NPC for no reason. Just immediately try to break it. Yeah. Well, I feel like any any dream, that would be, like, an extra thing they can add to it. Like, give you, like, control. Like, maybe. And, like, porting it to games would be so much easier. It's just, like... But then you'd probably need, like, a like a host brain to enter. More like Inception. You would need, like, some sort of Sega Dreamcast. Yeah. Only If only we had that. Maybe someday. We're not there yet. The first the first dream that someone dreams out is like Sonic. No, that's the worst. <laughs> they can't do that. Can you imagine though if it was like like you know, like we get this sort of technology where you can integrate minds into things, there's obviously gonna be some horrible MMO aspect to it and you'll be end up like just running around with like a hundred Sonics doing a meme at you. <laughs> that sounds great. Like you can, I mean, you can get low, you can low key get that experience on VR chat if you want that. I guess there are sort of limitations to that. That said, there aren't really when you play, when you look at or participate in VR chat, it's just madness. <laughs> I remember I was watching some video the other day and I love the concept of it. Like one character, like the person on, this is on YouTube. I haven't actually played VR chat. I only watched it and I can't remember the YouTuber, unfortunately, so I can't plug them, but spicy bit of content. They walked up to someone, they were quite a short character, looked up at them. And then saw their face through the hair and they had this like sonic face on a human and it's like, <laughs> and they went, oh God. And then they turned around and they had a normal face on the other, like the exact same body on the other side of the character's body. And they had the normal face there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh God. I love that concept. That'd that's be my, terrible. that'd be my avatar. Yeah. We should play that. Soon. We shall. I wish VR wasn't expensive. I can't wait till it's just like something you can just grab and have and it's easy. Oh, it's pretty close though. It's getting better, but it's still like near $1,000. Yeah. It's a pricey, spicy thing. I mean, you can get like the cardboard units and then put them on your phone. I can't because I'm in the mistake of not getting a gyroscope phone. So I can passively watch stuff through goggles. That's my VR <laughs> that I can get out of my phone. Yay. But yeah, book lovers love VR. Yeah, that's if that's one thing we've learned today. Essentially, people who love books create their own virtual reality by reading them. Essentially, yeah, man, books are really cool, aren't they? Like, it's just it's just a heap of like a heap of like insane squiggles on a page, and then that can induce hallucinations that as complex as you know, like Lord of the Rings. And then they make movies out of it with way more complex technology. I know. And it doesn't actually equate to the squiggles on the page that we hallucinate on our own. And then they make a book about, like, out of the movie with pictures of what's happening in the movie. And that doesn't equate to the movie. <laughs> Can you imagine if someone did a thing where um, they did uh, mo- made a movie from a book 
and then made the the book of the movie like they do for teenagers to read when they can't watch the movie and then they made a the movie from that book <laughs> and just kept like doing it until it degrades so much and seeing what happens it's just a lossy format it yeah. just keeps getting worse and worse you're converting between like bad formats yeah the book of the movie is the mp3 of the original book but you could like throw a game in there somewhere too like there was something was it mortal kombat there was so, so with Mortal Kombat, like they had this thing where it was Mortal Kombat, and they made a game, and then they made Mortal Kombat the movie, the the movie, the game, the movie. Yeah, <laughs> they do do that. That's great. It's ridiculous. It's wild. Yeah, like they do. Yeah, they do Lord of the Rings, the movie of the book, and then they do Lord of the Rings, the game of the movie, and then they probably do Lord of the Rings the. The manual for the game. <laughs> the manual, like the manual, the movie. I mean, that's the similarian or whatever, I guess. Like, that's like the behind the scenes mm. commentary of the Lord of the Rings, essentially, that they published into a book. Yeah. Okay. We're done here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I feel there was another point. There was another point there somewhere. Oh, well, it's gone. Um, so, that's. I think that's going to do it for us for this episode. I think we covered enough things about books and also enough things of our own. It's 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 a good day for books. You should celebrate today. Go get a book. Love it. Spend some time with it. It's probably lonely. It's probably been a while. I mean, I mean those books it'd be kind of like sitting up in a folded position all the time. I imagine it feels real good for the book when you sort of open it like <laughs> like it's like a good old stretch. I bet they love that. Pick up your old favorite book and just reread it. Oh, quick note. <laughs> from daysoftheegg.com. If you want to get into books, apparently many librarians will gladly help you find a title to read, giving a brief explanation on what it is if they've read it or giving it a little flip and reading about it quickly in the synopsis for you. <laughs> so just, yeah, if, you, if, you li- if you're not sure how to get into books, just go to your local library and just go real, really focus on that librarian. They have all the information you need. They will help you. Um, it might look like they're trying to read their own book, but that's, that's really just, they're kind of waiting, waiting for someone else to just come up and just ask them some questions and talk to them for half an hour. They love it. I have a librarian friend. They're going to hate this. (laughs) Does that happen? Do people like talk to the librarian? Actually, I don't know if they're, I don't think they're librarian. I think they're more just library staff, but yeah, I'm pretty sure people talk to everyone all the time. But I go into a library to like, don't look at me. (laughs) I'm hiding. I guess when you work there, you're fair game. People are going to go, oh, look at this book. Have you heard of this book? Yeah. So, (laughs) on another note, if you work in a library, you should probably be ready to give a brief explanation on every book you've ever read. Um, And be prepared to pick up a book and just read it quickly. Read like maybe a chapter or so to someone who's interested in borrowing it for free. It's kind of like EB Games. You need to- you need to- if not read every book in your library, you need to have at least skimmed <laughs> reviews or the Wikipedia summary of that book. Like, I remember talking to some guy, the, the seller guy at EB Games, and I was talking about this game. Yeah. And he said something which was directly, like, he described some game directly as how I had just read it from the review <laughs> a couple of, like, minutes prior before walking into the store. And I was like, ooh, I caught you. Uh, mm, you haven't played this game. I know what you're up to. Mm, at least use the second article. <laughs> it was ridiculous. 
That's what that's what that's what you need to do as a librarian. Get on top of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm berating him, but actually, that's good. That's that's good work. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to the But Yeah podcast. You can tweet us at But Yeah Pod. I don't know why you would want to. No one ever has. We just we occasionally we tweet other podcasts and have good fun conversations. If you want to join in on that, come and hang out. Or gram us on the gram, the Instagram, instantly gram us on the same thing. But Yeah Pod. How do you? No, but actually, how do you Instagram someone? Oh, they have messages. I guess. Come on, co- comment on our things. Come message us on Instagram. <laughs> give us little hearts on our pictures that we shared, I guess. You, Comment on them. You could give us five stars on iTunes, but I've kind of given up on ever mentioning that because it seems pointless. No, no, do it. Do it. Give us five stars. We'll, in return, we will, uh, I don't know, maybe read it out. We have a few. Maybe we could read them out. Actually, yeah. If you do that, we will read them out. Give us five stars and plug your shit and we'll share it with the world. <laughs> You can find my um, other podcast, One Letter Better, which is at OLB Pod on Twitter, or One Letter Better on just everywhere, all the apps, every single one, even um, even Audible. No, it's not actually in there. It's not. It's not a book. It's more of like a comedy experience. Not yet. Not yet. But soon there'll be the graphic novel of One Letter Better. <laughs> one Letter Better, the graphic novel, the audio book. Yeah. Um, go listen to that. It's got a bunch of great international guests. They make it just the best. Um, and that's really fun to do. Thanks for listening. We love you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and or night or drive or miscellaneous time frame following this. Get, get booked. That was very hard to do, but it was very good, I think. We're done. All right, let's go. That was hard earned, but I feel that was actually better than a lot of them. I really liked that.